I think it's it's just you know trying it's to like a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flattery is the purest form of yeah of. No, wait, sorry. No, wait. <laughs> Imitation is the purest yeah. form of flattery. I know exactly. words. <laughs> um, You're close. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to the So Far Podcast, the podcast where we uh, speak to guests of various industries, uh, all doing things uh, in the early stages of their current venture, their current career. And today on the show, we have Audrey, also known as Audrey Ember, um, on. Uh, she is a uh, YouTuber and a video creator. Um, she is uh, also uh, co-host on a podcast uh, and uh, does a couple of other things, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, thank you, Audrey, for having, uh, for being on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, first of all, um, first question. Your name is not actually Audrey M. So <laughs> no, it's what, not. what's your actual uh your actual uh surname, last name? Um, it's Hugie. And um the reason well, there's a couple of reasons why I changed it for my channel. One, because it's just hard to spell. Um, nobody gets it right normally first try. So, um, and also I was in high school and I started my channel and I didn't want anyone to find it. So it's kind of like a mixture of both. I was keeping in mind the spelling is hard though. It was part of the decision. It wasn't just cause I didn't right. want people to find it. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I think that's, um, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's Audrey a branding Ember. decision. But why, why Ember? Um, this is kind of a weird story, but, um, long story short, I wanted it to be fire related. Um, oh. just cause for some reason that was like always my thing. Like when I was little and stuff, making usernames online, I would always put like fire in there somewhere. I don't know. It just kind of made sense. And I was asking my friends for, um, like synonyms or words that, you know, had to do with fire and someone said Ember and I'm like, I like that. So, Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so why don't you first start us off by uh, letting us know uh, what you do, uh, the kind of stuff that you do with regards to video and with regards to YouTube. Yeah, so I do YouTube and then I also do like freelance video work. So right now it's mostly editing because COVID, it's just easier to do that right now. Um, so I like edit for other channels and just clients, like more corporate type stuff. And then um, on the YouTube side, I make content about documenting the creative process. Um, that's how I like to describe it. It's a little all over the place sometimes. It's more like just creative journey type stuff, challenges, all that. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, um, I think that's a pretty accurate description of what your channel looks like uh, from <laughs> the consumer side. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I've been. <laughs> Uh, uh, watching your content since the uh since the peter mckinnon uh video oh my the, god no <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah because yeah. when you like dm me i was like oh my god this is awesome because i've seen you commenting like for a long time now mm -hmm. it's like this is gonna be fun because i love talking to just other creative people so. yeah but that's well, insane <laughs> yeah and well when no. was that that was like 20, 
end of 2017 was the which Peter McKinnon one, the reaction one. Um, the, the, the very one? the the one where you tried it did, oh, it did like my, a plane that's would even fire earlier, dude. Dang. Oh, was that like 20, um, 2016, maybe 2017? No, I think that was end of 2017. Okay, okay, all right. Well, you know that's what? Um, since people might not know exactly what we're talking about, why don't yeah. you get start <laughs> us off with the the very beginning with like how you got started with YouTube, and I'm sure you'll include that story in, uh, in, okay. in along the way. And I guess how you got started. Um, with regards to the video and, yeah. and photography and, and all that kind of stuff. Oof. Well, that's a whole different story. Like I started filming things and like getting interested in making videos when I was in like middle school, because I would like have friends over for my birthday and then just film them, <laughs> like not even participate. I would just like organize like something cool. Like I did the amazing race one year and I literally just filmed the entire thing. Wow. That's actually then, pretty cool. Yeah, and I so my I put my friends through these like terrible challenges and just filmed them, and then at the end I gave them like a little CD with um the video on it, uh, which was probably terrible. I don't know where there was art. Maybe some of them still have them. But anyway, that's how I got started was just messing around, and it was at the same time that I really got into YouTube, um, and I think that's why I got interested in picking up the camera. And then in high school, I always wanted to start a channel because I was just such a huge YouTube and like content creation industry fan. Um, but I guess I didn't have the courage to do it until like my junior year of high school when I finally made a channel. And since then, like that was what, 20, no, I technically started my channel in 2015. Dang, that's crazy. And um, so since then I've, been pretty consistent kind of on and off um it's definitely evolved a lot from the start like at the beginning is random challenges like that aren't video or filmmaking related at all and then it got more into like the peter mckinnon um playing with fire episode was like the first one that really made me want to go into the like video filmmaking type of content and actually watching his stuff is like what introduced me to that I guess um like I didn't have any classes in high school or anything that were media or film based at all so that was kind of the first time that I had like an introduction to that and um after high school I went to film school for a year and during that time I just fell more and more like into the YouTube world like I just kept posting like twice a week I was being really consistent even though the content was like debatable. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> well, I guess the creator is always more harsh on their stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, that was like the time when I really was like, oh, YouTube could like be a thing, even though I had like what, 2000 subs. <laughs> um, it was still like such a fun time because I was figuring everything out for the first time. And um, since then, I've just been figuring out like what I want to do with video and it was kind of hard to accept that because I guess I thought for a long time that I would go like a more you know the traditional route I guess um and it was kind of scary to be like no I want to be like an independent freelancer start my own business type of thing um so that kind of took a while to come to that realization and over the over this like period of time it's like three years or two years 
um, I kept experimenting and now like what it's been three years now, two or whatever years since my first year of college. And now I'm basically doing like more creative process type videos. And um, yeah, that video you mentioned earlier, the Peter McKinnon playing with fire, that's become a, like my best series on my channel um, where I get inspired by something another person has done and I try and recreate with my twist. And um, yeah, those are just really fun to do because it's like the perfect excuse to learn something new and like make a crazy project, but also normally they do better on YouTube because it's more relevant. So yeah, that was kind of a random explanation. No, no, I, I think it was, uh, it was a fitting explanation. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I kind of want to ask you because you brought it up. I was going to ask you later, but since you brought up um, how you have the this, this series called playing with fire where you take someone's style their techniques uh a certain filmmakers at style or, or techniques and uh, filmmaking and then try to recreate that uh, in your your own way or as best as you can and my question is that like do you think that like to what degree do you think that it's okay to to sort of like copy quote unquote from someone else yeah. and, and take their work um, and, and then apply it to yourself. Like, cause there's a lot of people who say, uh, you know, in 2015, 2016, when Casey Neistat got big, everyone yeah. started taking out Coffee. their gorilla pod and, <laughs> yeah. and like, you know, tried to yeah. did the whole vlogging thing, the way that he, you know, edited it in the style that he did it. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> of course, you know, you have, uh, other like you know more traditional filmmakers like when uh, in the 90s when uh, Tarantino came on the scene everyone tried to make like a very super bloody action yeah. movie and then you know back to regards to um uh the, like vlogging you know uh you know when Peter McKinnon started making these yeah. very cinematic style uh videos then everyone tried to do the the whole you know uh speed ramps and stuff like that and yeah uh, so I guess yeah, going back to my question is, to what degree do you think that it's okay uh, to uh, take work from someone else? And I guess, what is your general thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I think like with the Casey and Peter, like sticking to vlogging as examples, like with YouTube, it kind of works in like waves, you know, like the stuff before it influences the next trend or the next like phase of content. And that's the same with like film or anything. Like you're always getting inspiration from the stuff that happened before. So like when Casey started vlogging and then everyone was trying to copy Casey, like I don't think there's a problem with it unless you're like blatantly ripping them off and then passing it off as your own. I think that's where I draw the line personally. If like you're not admitting that you're taking inspiration, you're like copying them because I think it's normal for people to copy other stuff just to like learn or to be inspired it isn't a problem with that but it's when you're lying about it that I think there's a problem um but like for example Casey he brought like more filmmaking aspects to vlogging and then Peter came along and he just introduced like b-roll and like more cinematic qualities to vlogs um on top of that Casey style so it kind of like built on each other you know that's perfect. Um, and I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that's like kind of normal and like a good 
evolution of how just creativity works involves. So with my channel um, and that series, I just make sure that I'm pretty open about that. I'm like, hey, like I'm literally doing this to learn something new. Like I'm not saying that, like for example, I'm not saying that I came up with Wes Anderson's style of shooting film. Like I'm directly saying in the video, like this is inspired by Wes Anderson. I'm gonna try and copy him to learn how he does what he does. And then from there, like, I don't always do the same things after. Like, I'll take certain points or certain bits of, like, what their style is like and apply it to my own work wherever it makes sense naturally and I actually like it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my opinion. It's like, you can copy all you want because I think that's normal, but just don't lie and try and pass it off as your own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, because I, I see this argument on the internet where some people are saying, yo, that's, it's copying or no, it's inspiration. And yeah. I guess, yeah. I think it's when you are genuinely trying to respect the, those who have come before you and introduced yeah. these elements, you know, like the first person who came up with a, a cross dissolve in film editing, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure some people were saying the next person who, who tried to do it, like, Oh, you're just copying them. Like, no, this is a, a yeah. tool. It's a technique. Uh, um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. This person might use it more than other people, but I think it's, it's just, you know, trying it's to like a compliment. Yeah. 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 Flattery is the purest form of, yeah. Of no, wait, sorry. No, wait. <laughs> Imitation is the purest yeah. form of flattery. <laughs> I know exactly. words. <laughs> um you're close yeah <laughs> so uh my next question is uh w with regards to uh, i guess you know making a video a career out of video and being a video creator like what would you say is kind of like the hardest part of of you know being a video creator being a videographer um probably like most of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes like just finding clients can be difficult sometimes um, just because it's hard to do to like, oh, hold on, to like find people who will, you know, trust you and getting your name out there or company name out there um, can be difficult when you're just getting started. I found that YouTube helps like a lot with that. Um, I've gotten so many opportunities just from like people either reaching out because they saw my stuff or like, for example, I posted on Twitter a week or so ago, like looking for new like video editing clients, like let me know. And there was a bunch of people who reached out after that because like YouTube friends were retweeting it and like telling their friends. And so the YouTube community is just super powerful. And I think if you're doing something related to like video editing or filmmaking, it's just a good it's a good community to be a part of because they do, it's like so much more than just YouTube. It's like people who are passionate about filmmaking or maybe they own their own video production companies on the side or whatever. It's just a great like networking opportunity at the same time as like just a community and friends who like the same things as you do. So I guess like back to your question, if you're getting started with video production or whatever, I would use things like these communities to like find people because you don't even have to have big, like a big following. Like 
I got some awesome opportunities when I was under, I don't know, like literally when I was just getting started. So you never know what can happen. I think one of the coolest things with the internet is like, you never know who's watching. Like it literally just takes one view from someone who has some sort of connection or whatever. And it's like, that could open up a door that you didn't know existed. So yeah, I don't know. I, the biggest thing for me that has worked when it comes to freelance is just like talk about what you do all the time to people because you never know what could pop up. Like you'd be talking to a friend and be like, yeah, I'm doing video editing. And they're like, Oh wait, I know so-and-so who's like looking for someone who does that. So just talking about it in person to like everyone, you know, and then also, um, using or finding these online communities and like not using them, like just integrate naturally and being a part of this community is just awesome because everyone wants to help each other out. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I think like community building is kind of uh, the biggest aspect of the internet, which is, you know, yeah. inter, you know, it stands for inter network. It's just like connecting, mm-hmm not just um, devices, but connecting people, the, the people who use those devices. And um, yeah. I think that's the strongest part of, of, of the internet. Uh, of course, it could also be uh, a scary part for, you know, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. for, for different reasons, uh, which, which I'm not going to get into, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think community, uh, that sense of community has, I'm glad that it has still stayed um, throughout the growing of of uh, these platforms you know just back in uh, 2007 like early youtube we're talking about like you know vlog brothers say frank like those early mm-hmm. youtubers <laughs> there was still that there was like that early community but I'm, I'm glad to see that it's still around uh and yeah. so you know my question is like what do you think the the future of uh you know online Ooh. video creators looks like oh dang well, um, back to like your thing about community, community being the most important aspect. Like, have you seen the news about Quibi dying? Basically, <laughs> like, I don't think we're really surprised. Yeah, <laughs> they they were just pushing. They weren't emphasizing the community driven part at all. They were actually kind of pushing it away. They wanted it to be more like high production um, type stuff, like no content creators, which means no community. And um, I think that's kind of where they failed. And I think when it comes to YouTube and other like video centric platforms, I hope that they keep it more creator focused because otherwise I think it will die. Um, like that's just kind of the reality of um, these, how these platforms work. There's a lot of, you know, big companies and stuff that are putting money into them, obviously, but without the communities, I, I, I really think they would lose like, a lot of their appeal, you know? So hopefully in the future, it just stays. I hope that the YouTube, like specifically the YouTube community keeps evolving and like, I don't know, unless something really bad happens, like YouTube is with Google. So it's not like it's going to disappear overnight. I mean, they're, they're with them for now. There's <laughs> yeah, with them for now. Yeah. Um, no, but like, I don't think, I don't think YouTube's going anywhere and I hope that the people running it keep prioritizing community because I think that's what makes it special and like stand out. Yeah. I was talking to um, one of my friends, Roberto about this though the other day and he was like, 
creators don't actually gain much revenue for YouTube, the platform, like in total. And I didn't really realize that. So maybe I need to look more into the business side of things, but I hope they keep promoting creators and like, I don't know, like letting creators still post and like do their thing. Like it's always been, but who knows, maybe something will switch up in the future, which would be really sad. I think the important part is that like, if you, you know, hold on to that community, it could be anywhere really. It could be like, um, yeah, the platforms might be different. Like Twitter is, has different, you know, energy quote unquote than YouTube or Reddit (laughs) does. Um, but I think if you are able to trans, you know, sort of like have your, uh, audience in different places, then you're able to continue to, uh, yeah. grow your channel. Like I love YouTube. I, you know, it's, I've been watching it since, I don't know, 2006 or whatever, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be sad to see it go, but you know what, if mm-hmm. something else c- came about as long as yeah. those, you know, pillars of what YouTube stands for, or, you know, at least what we hope that it does stand for, as long as those are there in different platforms, I think creators will continue to be okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. Like if YouTube were to disappear, there'd have to be a replacement for video hosting something somewhere because that's just like a necessary thing now. So I feel like creators wouldn't really have a, it'd be annoying and like, it would be sad obviously, but I think the community would still just, it's not like the people are disappearing. It would just be a matter of connecting again on another platform, I guess. Yeah. Um, So uh, moving to a different question, uh, what does like a typical day or week in in your Uh, life look like? (laughs) I, I know it can be, you know, as a fellow video creator and videographer, I know that can very week to week, but uh, what does it look like for you? Um, it depends on like what I'm working on. <laughs> like sometimes I'll have client work that I try and prioritize over my YouTube stuff, which is sad, but you know, that's just how it is. And then like sometimes I'll be working on that. Like now I'm doing more editing. So it's a lot of just sitting at the computer and working. <laughs> Um, and then other times I have YouTube projects I'm working on. Like today, I'm actually, we're finally shooting this video that I've been planning for a little while. And I'm really excited because this is like a fun, um, creative, like day later. Um, so some, it's very kind of hectic. Like normally I like to keep to a schedule because it gives me some sort of like routine slash normalcy, you know? Um, so like I wake up at the same time normally and like early, not late. And like, I try and just, you know, make sure that I'm working a certain amount of hours per day. And honestly, normally I go over, like I'm always either working on client work or if it's not that I'm like always thinking about YouTube videos. Um, and I don't even really consider that work cause it's more fun. So it's just like doing stuff for fun. Um, So yeah, it can depend. Like today, for example, I'm going to finish some client work later, like after this call and then go and prep for the shoot later tonight. Um, Yeah, that's, (laughs) it's extremely random. And I feel like right now with COVID, it's more like stagnant because I can't go anywhere or go like shoot outside with like other people really. So it's a lot of editing right now. (laughs) Yeah. And so like on your like what do you do on your on your downtime on your off time when you're not Um, editing or working 
Well, normally I, I like to run, so I'll do that. But literally, I'm not even kidding. If I'm not working or not like hanging out with my roommates or something, I'm thinking about videos or like doing something related to videos. But I love to do it. So yeah, yeah. No, I know the I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, once you get bitten by the bug, you kind of yeah. Get, yeah by the <laughs> by so the video true. bug, then you kind of have it all on your mind no it doesn't (laughs) stop and yeah it's a blessing and a curse yeah (laughs) i wish i could just like not do that but it's like always there like i don't i don't know yeah like sometimes i i wish i could watch a movie without analyzing (laughs) it (laughs) that's so true uh yeah so it's uh i'm like this isn't scary they did this that way (laughs) like just ruining (laughs) and your friends are just like stop talking (laughs) (laughs) well good thing i live with like two other creative video people right now so that's been really great because i can talk about that stuff during movies and they're like oh yeah like (laughs) it's not like annoying yeah well (laughs) speaking of which uh you moved from uh, recently moved from uh from georgia to la uh talk about uh, your motivation behind that and uh and what what it's been like uh comparing from where you were previously (laughs) to where you are now yeah so before like i'm from georgia atlanta and um so i was living there like at home for about a year and well it was supposed to be a year but then it became a year and a half because of covid um, and the plan was to like move out here to LA in this summer, but that didn't happen. <laughs> we ended up pushing it back. Um, but I decided to come out here for a couple different reasons. Like one of them just being, I wanted to move out and like live my life. <laughs> um, like I'm 21. Like I just wanted to, you know, start my life somewhere um, different. Um, and then also I have a lot of, or like most of my creator friends, I know in L, like a lot of them live in LA. Um, I didn't really have any friends left in Atlanta because they're all in college. So I was like, there's no reason for me to stay here. Um, I want to go to where my people are. <laughs> so I decided to come out here. And um, I'm also interested in like the, the traditional film side of things. So I'm not like rushing into that, but I think I just wanted to be around those type of people like film students and stuff more um and yeah so I guess the main reason was just I wanted to move out and then two I wanted to be around the creative people in that industry and obviously with COVID it's definitely slower and like there's not as many opportunities which kind of sucks but that's just how it is um but even just like living with my roommates who two of them are creatives has been amazing. Cause for example, for this video, I would never be able to do this by myself. Um, so it's been really cool. It's crazy how much of a bit of a difference that makes, like just being able to talk to creative people all the time, have like help each other on projects. It makes such a huge difference. And you know, once COVID hopefully starts letting up, maybe next year sometime, hopefully, Um, then I feel like I'll be able to take more advantage of different opportunities in LA. But even just being here with COVID, not being able to do as much, it's still been awesome. I felt a lot more productive and like inspired creatively, just, I don't know. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess sometimes just being around, um, people who are, um, kind of have a similar mindset as you and similar values can really yeah. help. And I think that's like big aspect of, you know, like collaboration and like what, you know, we talked about community, what, um, role has collaboration, uh, played oh, in, so in your, in, in your career? Yeah. Like I've focused on community since I started my channel, just because, you know, before making the, I've always been a viewer. Um, so I really appreciate that when creators focus on community and like you were saying this at the beginning, like community's most important aspect of like the internet, I guess, or the most powerful. I think that's the same with the YouTube channels. And I think what's like one of the coolest thing with YouTube channels is that people who watch like one channel, they're normally watching or they normally have like similar shared interests because they're all watching the same thing. So if you can like use your, your channel or whatever to connect those people and like really help the community grow. I think that's like one of the best things about making content and just this platform. So like when I started, I started a discord and it was really fun and it's kind of died down a little bit recently, which I need to get back on and like reinvigorate it a little bit. But literally, you know, I've always focused on community and it sucks right now because I wanted to do like create her meetups and stuff in LA. We can't do that right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, wait, what was your question? <laughs> I just completely uh, got distracted. Uh, no, it was just, it was more asking like what role did collaboration oh, okay. take in, in your career? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for my creative friends. Like I wouldn't have continued making videos if it weren't for my creative friends. Um, like literally just from the beginning, like whether it was my friends in high school who weren't necessarily creatives, but still just supporting like what I was doing and being in the videos to in college, like my friends encouraging me to pursue YouTube and like opening my eyes to the possibility that that could happen. Um, we're huge. Like when I went to film school, I'm one of the best things I did was join this, um, group of like content creators that, um, my friend Alex like started and there was what, like five to 10 of us. And we would like sometimes hang out and like go film in public together. And it was so eye-opening and like, like, Oh my God, I'm not the only one, like being able to talk to other people about YouTube and stuff. It, it was crazy. Cause I, came from somewhere where I was the only one, um, who was really doing that. So that was game changing. Like, I think they're the ones who like introduced me to the, the, the fact that like you could start your own video production company. Like before then I was like, I didn't even know you could do this. Cause I never knew anyone who was doing that or I never saw anyone do that. So yeah, it's just, it's so important. And even like going forwards, I've always, I've really been trying to find like creator friends because it's just so important. And, you know, especially finding people your age, I think is really important or like around your age um, who are at similar points in your journey. Like it's great to, you know, connect with people who are further along as well. But I think having that balance, like finding people who are around the similar stage in your journey or like similar age life, stage whatever and then also finding like the more um the people who have a little bit more experience to like 
help guide you and also just be friends. Um, finding that balance I found is like what's best. Um, I guess you could consider that a mentor, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like just someone who's been there or like done stuff that you want to do or is knowledgeable about the field that you want to go into. Yeah. So literally like without my creator friends either encouraging me or just hanging out and like making stuff together, like I wouldn't probably have pursued this like I am now. So it's so important. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned briefly, uh, about create her, uh, I don't think I actually asked you about that earlier. So, uh, why don't you, uh, let us know what that is and what that is about and kind of the, the meaning and the purpose behind, behind that. Yeah. So I started create her in like 2018. Oh my God, that's insane. So, and it's basically like a community for women who are interested in film or creating, um, photography to connect with one another because, I had this idea when um, I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, we're talking about who our favorite YouTubers were. And I like mentioned like Peter McKinnon, like Casey, like a bunch of um, guys basically. And um, she was listing like all these girls in the more lifestyle, like beauty niche. And it was, and she literally said, she was like, it's funny how all your favorite YouTubers are guys and mine are girls. And I was like, I never thought about that. Why do I not have any favorite creators who are girls? So I started like looking more into it and I found people like Sarah Dietschy, Lizzie Pierce, like a bunch of these, you know, women in the space. And once I started looking, like it wasn't impossible to find, like there was a couple who really stood out. And um, I decided to make a video about it called We Need More Female Creators. And I collabed with a bunch of those people and, um, I don't know. And someone in the comments actually said like, you should start a community like about this. And it was at the same time that um, my friend Cody had started no small creator, like around that time. So I was like, yeah, let's do something like no small creator, but for women in film. And um, so that's kind of how it started. And since then I've been trying to figure out what exactly I want to do with it at its core. It's a community, obviously. Um, it was supposed to have in-person meetups this year, but that's not happening, Yeah, which really sucks. So yeah. I had one over Zoom, which was really fun. Um, I should probably do another one of those soon. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's at its core, it's a community. And my goal going forwards is to just have that be like my passion project. You know, like I don't care about making money. Like I, when it comes to, when it comes to create her, um, I just want that to be like something that's really fulfilling and a community driven thing. Um, so yeah, I have some plans for it, but they're kind of like more ambitious projects and I'm waiting to just keep growing awareness around it before I really launch into those. Um, but yeah, at its core, that's what it is. And I think it's important to have that because, you know, as we we're talking about creator friends, it's also important, at least it's been really amazing to have creator friends who are girls too. Like majority of them are guys and that's cool. But, um, you know, there's something unique about having friends who are also girls because there's some experiences that we can relate on that guys can't necessarily relate on. So yeah, I just think that's really important. And, you know, growing up, I didn't have any creator friends, especially not ones who are girls. Yeah. So 
I can't even imagine the difference that it would have made if I had had friends who were girls who also made stuff or just had role models to look up to because who are women, because it makes such a, a big difference. Like, you know, represent, representation in any form. Like if you see someone on screen or like on the news who's doing something that you might want to do and they look like you, it's like, oh my God, that could be me, you know? Um, Definitely. And without yeah. that, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really important. So the end goal of Create Her is to just like encourage um, girls to go into the space and to like amplify their voices so that the next generation have more people to look up to, you know? And also it's just like a community. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's, uh, it's very uh, important to, to have uh, representation. You know, like if you don't see yourself on uh, it being represented, then you don't know if that could be done. Like it wasn't, uh, yeah. you know, uh, as, uh, so, you know, back in 20, 20 or 2007, 2008, when uh, YouTube was starting to pick up and there were people who started calling themselves YouTubers. Um, yeah. uh, previously in Western media, I did not see many portrayals of, of Asian people in like mm -hmm. much of a positive light. Like, yeah, you had, you know, Jackie Chan sometimes and, and, and a couple of people yeah. here and there, but uh, it wasn't until, you know, I saw like Ryan Higa and, and Kev Jumba and Happy Slip and, and yeah. Wong Fu Productions and all those people um, that, uh, that I started to feel like, oh, this is like, this is something that I can do. And I think that's very um, important for anyone, for any sort of representation so that you, you don't feel like, um, or yeah, so that you do feel like, yeah, this is something that I can accomplish. This is something that I can do. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's crazy how big of a difference it makes. Like I didn't realize how much of a difference it made until I realized what I was missing out on, you know, like, that's why I think I made that video. It's cause I was like, wait, this has made such a big difference in my life. I've just never realized because I've never thought about it before. But now that I realize I'm like mad that <laughs> at how big of a impact it had, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're rounding out to the, near the end of uh, our uh, conversation here today. Um, one uh, second last question I want to ask you is uh, what, you know, you, you've met so many people who kept talking about, um, collaborations and, and community. Um, you know, you, you've met so many people from, uh, uh Roberto Blake, who's been working uh, as a kind of like a video and, and entrepreneurship growth guy on, on YouTube. And, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you met with, um, uh, other creators, uh, Cody Warner, uh, who you have also, um, uh, collabed with, and Dang, uh, you know your stuff yeah and uh yeah you also you know like other people who are not necessarily in the quote-unquote filmmaking uh industry like you know you collabed with uh, Josie I think when you guys were in LA yes yes and uh and you met with uh Jack Conti uh I think yes oh my god dude. yeah I remember yeah. I remember man I remember <laughs> um so with all these people what what is the biggest what are the biggest or maybe even if it's just one the biggest mm -hmm. aha moment or um biggest piece of like insight or advice that someone has said to Ooh. you Ooh. 
Okay, I have two that stand out. Okay, okay, go for it. So the first one is Jack Conti, and that story is really. I love telling these stories because it's yeah, like yeah. so random. Oh, by the way, he's the creator of Patreon. Just in yes. case you guys don't know. Yeah, and he's also like a crazy creative. Like he's mm-hmm. so talented at music production, making videos, and um. So I met him at VidCon in like 2017. Like this was right after I became serious with my channel, and um. Yeah. So, okay. Long story. I'll, I'll shorten it, but basically I went up to him at VidCon and said, hi, like, I love your stuff. And, um, the thing with a lot of these people who are just so creative, it's like, you can just tell like when, like they have that creative energy, you know? And I think when I went up to him and said, hi, and like started like talking about all this like random stuff at the time he was working, he was, it was like right after he made the video with 368 and Casey. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for what you're doing with 368 and Casey. And um, so we just started talking about random stuff. And then like a year later at um, Vid Summit, which is another conference, um, I saw him, he was there. And I was like, do you think he's going to remember? Like, <laughs> like, you know, that kind of like nervous, like, I don't know yeah. if he's going to remember. Yeah. Um, and um, he actually came up and said hi to me, which I was like so shocked. And he was like, he's just the nicest person. And he's like, how are you? Like, what, how, what have you been doing since like last year? Cause you know, the year before I just decided to leave film school. Um, so I was like, I don't know. I'm just kind of figuring it out. And he was, and he said, um, aren't we all? And I was like, I kind of like that because the CEO of Patreon, this guy hasn't figured out. This, but he's this still, man, yeah. He runs a billion dollar yeah. company. <laughs> exactly it's like don't you but he's like don't we all and i was like i guess not right like that was kind of reassuring at the time because i don't know just coming from him someone who's seen who who is so successful to be like yeah nobody really knows what they're doing was like really reassuring and then um the second moment that really stands out was um with peter mckinnon actually I don't know if I've talked about this in a video or anything, but oh, I got I the exclusive then. Awesome. <laughs> but I did meet him at Vid Summit um, in 2018. Um, Cody introduced me, um, which was really nice to him, and we had like a random conversation—not random. We had a conversation for like maybe five to ten minutes. I don't really know. I think no. <laughs> I was like, maybe I like blacked out a little bit in the middle. No, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he basically said, like, at the end, like, just keep making videos, like, and that's so simple. (laughs) Like, you might be like, obviously, what are you talking about? How is this mind blowing? But again, like, just the simplicity of that message is really powerful. Because at the end of the day, like, that's literally all you have to do, um, and there's a lot of like overthinking that I've been doing. I know, and a lot of my friends do as well for creators. And just that message of like, just keep making videos. Like you're doing fine. Like just just keep making stuff. You know, these things take time. Like just keep going was probably the best thing you could have said because I don't know what else you would say. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. That was another time that really stood out. Yeah. Keep making videos and. Uh... Don't we all? Aren't we all just yeah. it out? <laughs> we, everyone doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Just keep making videos. Well, there you have it. Those are your new 
t-shirt merch <laughs> ideas. No. Do it. Get get no. it done. Put it on Teespring. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> I'd buy it. Um, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so yeah, final question. Um, if you were to speak to someone who is was uh, or is currently in the shoes that you were in just uh, just a couple years ago, you know, just starting mm-hmm. out. Uh, what would you say to this person or what would you say to uh, uh, you a couple years back? I really want to say nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> Just keep making videos. But <laughs> no, like, yeah. I, I think, okay, I think what I would add on to that is like, don't like just keep going, like have the courage to keep going because there were so many times where I would doubt what I was doing or I was like, is this even worth it? Like, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know how I want to get, like, I don't know how to get to where I want to go. I don't even know where, what that looks like yet. So there's just so much uncertainty when you're getting started. And so I think I just tell me like two, three years ago, like, just like, keep doing what you're doing. Just don't stop making stuff because, or like have the courage to push yourself to make stuff. And like have the courage to pursue what you want to do, even like no matter what capacity that is, like spare time, full time, like whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. Just like don't shy away from doing it because it's so much fun and so worth it. And I think like, especially when you're getting started, it's just like you're looking up at this huge mountain. You don't know how to even start climbing, you know? So, yeah. Well, Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, that was uh, a great conversation and thank you so that much. That was for, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where can uh, people find out uh, more about what you're doing and uh, find more of your stuff? Yeah. So I'm Audrey Ember everywhere. So Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, that's where you can find me. If you want to follow create her, it's at create her like with an underscore, I think on Twitter and Instagram. And there's also a Facebook group. Um, yeah, that's kind of where you can find me. <laughs> All right, awesome. And I'll leave uh, the links to that in the show notes and description. Uh, Audrey, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This is so fun.